You're listening to the Real Estate Radio Hour, the show that brings you unfiltered stories and insight from the Twin Cities real estate world with your hosts, Chris Rooney, broker at REMAX Preferred, and Andy Presky, leader of the Preferred Home Team at REMAX Advantage Plus. Bright and early. I didn't think he'd make it on time. Just saying. Seven That's o'clock. the early one. Yep. And a Friday. I know. I might have to text him. Yeah, shoot him a message. Oh, oh. He oh my is. God, he's here. <laughs> Whoa. He's here. What up, suckers? <laughs> what are you doing? Hey, we're live. Andy, we're live. FYI. Uh, thanks for the heads up, suckers. <laughs> How are you guys? You look fantastic. Really? You must be living good, guys. Not I bad. know one. I know one of us is. Yeah. The one drinking the coffee. You're so yeah, yeah. coffee. I appreciate doing this this Friday because I had the the long flight from from Thailand back to Poland today, but I got a little under the weather. From the, it was about 24 hours, and then I had to also take a train later on in the day, and I didn't oh, sleep too well. And and some guy I met at the lounge in Thailand, he took me, um, he's like, you know, like a gold star member or whatever. And he takes me back to the lounge and, uh, cause he liked me and we started drinking. So we had a lot of drinks before the flights and it was, it was a long day of flying and, and drinking, but, uh, here we are. So this will be an interesting show. We, uh, <laughs> he's going to miss all of his cues. We're going to have to what talk. Time, what time are you at in Poland right now? So it's 7am here. On a Friday here in the in two, the- it's two now. So I'm seven back to seven hours ahead of you guys. But then From in two 13. weeks, yeah. Okay. In two weeks, I'll only be two hours ahead of you because I'll be in Brazil. Of course, he, he's he's playing in Brazil this next year. So you play soccer football in Brazil? Football? Yeah, I signed with a uh, Belo Horizonte team it's four hours for away from from rio it's like 10 million people the city it's gonna be an interesting little situation yeah i'm excited did they uh so i being naive to the system so do you every year have your contracts open to negotiate or how does that work yeah i mean it's i think in germany some people sign two three year type deals but mainly it's year by year and they like you or and you like them you can keep redoing it but uh yeah, I kind of just go with the flow. I've, I've only really stayed with a team one season each time, except for Italy because we didn't play the first year. Right, right. That's right. Yeah, huh. Well, good for you, man. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Exciting. But what do you guys got going on over there? Uh, we're still, Lots of snow, way, I see. Hey, hold on, Chris. We're, we're still waiting for our jerseys from the national championship team last year, but that's okay. I, I have shirts in my bag. So next time I come back to the USA, I have shirts you can you can take. But we – Dad, you tried buying some, right? And then uh, you couldn't. Yeah, they. I, I think I only had cash, and they wouldn't take cash. It'd only take credit card. And I didn't have any. Yeah, three XL, by the way, buddy. Extra loving. It's a good. That's a good size. Because what I, happens I, when when we lose weight? They're gonna be like pajamas then. No, we'll just not. Oh. Just put it in the dryer and hot, and it'll fit. <laughs> okay. You know, I learned that over the years when I, I started doing my own laundry. You know, you kind of eventually figure that out, you know. You know what you know what to dry and what not to dry? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, one of those things, you just stretch it over, and then it kind of pushes it out. 
Yeah. Like both ways. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of funny, isn't it? All well, right. What do you think of the market, Andrew? I, you know what? I, so I always like to give a personal view of, of the world on, on where we're at. Um, we have seen an uptick for sure over the last week here. Um, and in comparatively now year over year, it kind of feels like the way the year last year started, even though everybody's, you know, screaming doomsday. Uh, nobody's buying anything. Nobody's selling anything. My team, God bless them, are, are actually staying very consistently busy. Um, probably not as many listings as we would want. So people thinking about selling, you haven't missed your opportunity. That's one thing I would like to say to everybody is that I think a lot of people that you run into say, well, we know we missed the peak. Well, I don't know if there was ever a peak. It was more of a, a game. It was, you know, and so did you not participate when the game was happening? You, you, then you missed the market, you know, but here's what's happening. We're still getting great offers with great terms, with great prices, you know, and it's, I don't know. I, I, I actually kind of find this market a little more refreshing. I think it's going to get worse. I think it's going to get bullish here, guys. Um, I do. I think that we're going to start seeing as, as you know, things in the economy click around and all of a sudden rates drop a little more. I think the people are going to come out in droves and put that pressure right back onto those sellers. And you're going to see silly things happening again. So if you're a buyer, now's a great time to sneak out there and scoop up um, some great values. Boy, Andy, I don't know. I think it's already started. We That's have, um, yeah, I mean, we, we ended up losing on two multiple offers this last weekend. Um, so, I mean, which is crazy. And one of them needed a lot of work. I mean, it needed a lot of work. It was priced. It was priced right. It had a pool. Okay. And so that was kind of a big thing. But uh, then the other one was a cute little place, um, real nice. And they had a flood of, we, we got our offer in right away. I mean, the first day. And, yeah. um, of course, they waited us out two days, got more multiple offers, and were able to get something that uh, worked for them better. So I don't know. And then I, I see there's there's a coming soon one that we ended up setting up, and uh, we had to grab a spot before they were gone. And they only have half-hour showings at it. I'm like, you got to be well, kidding me. What, Here we go again. What is it? So why do these agents actually act? Like, oh, we only do appointments. And I'm like, they're so doing their client a disservice. Right. I'm telling you, if you have a real estate agent that's making you time-blocked appointments, unless it's a multi-million dollar property and you want like Mr. Rooney to walk you through the process and meet the people, then, then I understand an appointment. I want 10 people in that house at a time. I want them thinking this is the hottest property on the market. I want them bringing their best A game to those offers. And so I, when, you, when you don't allow that, how do you get that organic, natural competitiveness triggered in those people because everybody right now thinks it's a bloodbath. The buyers are out there thinking, Hey, we can lowball everybody. We can get closing costs paid. We can, you know, they think that it's their turn to finally have, you know, a whack at the market. It's not it, what it's in is you get into that. Uh, anyway, human competitiveness um, creates that, that natural competition. You get better offers, better terms. You're right on. I mean, especially at the beginning of a listing, you start yeah. seeing these other people and you're trying to whisper, you know, and, and you're trying to talk and you're going on your own way. And yeah, it's very frustrating for um, buyers, but yeah. it's the best thing you could do from a seller perspective. Chris, get them all in there. Uh, do you do old school? Like when you're walking through the house, I don't do a lot of showings, but when I do, I'm like, Hey, do you remember where they said they found the dead body? Was that in that room or that room? And then I walk by and I don't say anything. And these people are like, what? Was this that murder house? Like in 85? 
I think this is where they had all the people locked in the basement for like oh, six months, door. right? Yeah, it's next door. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I think. Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then but, all of uh, a sudden you have no other offers. It's nice. It is It is funny to watch people just because I'll do dumb things too, you know, just like, you know, God, this house is overpriced by 100000 You know, just dumb. And they look at you like you're nuts. Yeah. Like you have no I, idea I, what you're talking about. I was dying laughing last year. So Ryan Sabus, who's the, the mayor here in, in Champlain now, um, congratulations, by the way. He's a real estate agent on top of being a, a lawn uh, and landscape uh, company. But anyway, um, we're sitting there and we show up. But we, we always, the same five guys are hunting the river houses, you know, that come for sale along the river in, in Champlain. And we all know the same people. We all know the whatever. And I, I walk up and here he's sitting there and, uh, you know, talking to his client on the hood of his car. My appointment's there. I walk up and I said, can you believe this guy buried 13 bodies in this yard? And nobody knew. <laughs> and Ryan goes right on the spot. He goes, shut the F up, man. He goes, he's lying. He's, this, this did not happen. He's a liar. <laughs> and it was so, and then I literally looked at the guy and I go, I'm just kidding you. I just, I just don't want to have any competition when I write an offer on this one. It was only 12 bodies. Yeah. 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 No, but it's, it's, you know, what's funny is that it, it kind of relaxes everybody, but on the other hand, it's kind of a fun way for agents to kind of, you know, yeah. I, I, I would hate to see somebody actually think I was serious. I, yeah. you know, but I don't think they do. No. But my client probably, if my client wins, that's all that matters, right? That's right. It's all about the win. Yeah, screw win, win. win. We want win. No. Oh, he's back. Hey, speaking about the, the dead bodies, we, we have a question this week, Whoa. and it Whoa. involves um, – let me find it. Oh. Speaking of dead bodies, this would be good. Yeah. It was about uh, buying a home near a graveyard. Let me see the exact details here. I lost okay. my outline. Okay, thoughts on buying a house in front of a graveyard? Well, the neighbors are quiet. <laughs> the, uh, it's great for Halloween. I'm telling you. Easy decorating on October. Um, yeah. The, hey, uh, do you guys, do? are you aware when Andy tells these people 12 bodies were buried on there, that the seller does have to disclose that? That is a disclosable, disclosable thing. And there was a house, and I think it was Webster, um, where these people were granted access to it because it was a family plot on that land that was part of the, it was like part of the farm that they were selling. Yeah. And so they could go see the bodies and the bodies had to be able to stay there. You know, you know, what's interesting, Chris. So I had one of those, uh, I won't even tell the city, but, uh, so the, this couple, the nicest couple ever, they, they had literally, they were walking around with a little a whiteboard for me. And they, they were deaf. And, um, you know, these guys, it was like it was sign language or nothing. They could read lips. And, and they literally sat there and they, the guy goes, you know, I said, well, tell me a little bit about the area. And he says, it's really quiet. And then he goes on his board. He goes, ha ha. And I go, oh, ha ha, you know, whatever. Cause he's deaf. It's always yeah. quiet. Yeah, right. and, and we're walking around. So now I think this guy's kind of joking around with me. And then he, he writes on the board. He goes, um, that's my grandma and grandpa. And he points to two little gravestones, like, oh, like, like, a, like a shrine. And he goes, no, they're actually buried there on, on, the, on the bank of the river where they got engaged, where, you know, the whole families, you know, started yeah. and, and they buried them where they started their life together. Now, 
that became a big mess. And once we discovered this near a body of water or whatever, they actually did exhume, pull them out, right? And move them to a, a graveyard. And cool. so it was because it was it was a, there was a lot of challenges there. So were they body were they bodies or ashes? Well, no, they were they were in uh, caskets, literally buried wow. um, from way way back. Wow. I don't think they asked anybody. I think they just buried them there. Yeah. Right. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah, Anyways, um, yeah. the uh, I'll tell you what. Living next to a, a graveyard though is probably not the best. Um, thing for equity or to gain equity it usually for the most part will scare a lot of people but for some people it'll be you know no problem it's almost like being next to a highway you know or backing up to a highway where the house is going to be a value and and so let's for instance maybe it's 499 but since it backs up to the highway it's 450 you just got to know that when it comes time to sell when you're buying and selling so Usually things just justify other things. And for some people, a graveyard's not a scary thing. For some others, it's uh, absolute not a chance I'm going to do it. Right. So you guys look great. Come to Poland and sell my house. Wow. Hey. Wow. We're in. Andy, what do we do? I, I think we buy a ticket, Chris, and we get going. She said, you guys look great. I mean, so this this person has a blind issue as well. And then come to Poland, sell house. We can, we can do that. I think we could be licensed there. Well, you made our day, Claudia. Thank <laughs> Minnesota, you. yeah, Minnesota to Poland. Hey, this market is hot over here. Poland is up and coming. Everyone wants to move around here, so maybe it is a good area to. You know, to get Nick, into. I, we haven't done it yet, but we were talking about uh, way back when having you bringing in like a local remax oh, yeah. office. That you know now, granted, you gotta find somebody that will speak English for our show because most of our listeners would appreciate that. Um, <laughs> otherwise, it'd be a very long show. And uh, what? That was my <laughs> that was my impression of, of Polish. <laughs> no, no, we'll definitely get that. There's a lot of remaxes. I see them all over the place, different different yeah. spots. Yeah, people. That's one of the biggest things they sell us on with Remax is that they're global, and they literally when you go on vacation, I always chuckle because. I don't even notice it. My kids do. My my kids will be on a cruise. We're on some little island in the Caribbean, and they'll go, "Dad, look a Remax. You can work there." What are house prices over there, Nick? Translated where I'm in right now in Bialystok. Um, I think you can get uh, for sure like a two three bedroom for probably eighty thousand dollars in the city center. That's not and bad. How much, do you know kind of roughly what people make a year there? I mean, is that a good ratio? Or I know I know the minimum wage is like three dollars. Um, I think uh, maybe in Warsaw they're making twenty to twenty five thousand, like the average salary in the, in the richest city. Probably okay. a little more now because a lot of like overseas jobs ha have moved there. But yeah, I mean, I think eighty grand you can get a really nice two to three bedroom uh, uh, apartment in the city center. Housing outside of that, I'm not sure, but um, I don't think it's it's too crazy. Hmm. That seems like the right ratio, you know. Let's do it. I'm in. Let's do it, Andy. I told you. Uh, here we go. We've got oh. some uh, some funky funky stuff going on with Redfin. Um, they're starting to strip away a lot of features, and here's one of them that people are talking about. I want to hear what you guys think. Now I have to open each home from my favorite list. Scroll down to a sales history, and if they have not removed listed price, 
then I get to know whether that house was sold at list price or less than asking or over asking. Otherwise, I only see sold at price and not not how much lower than asking it was sold for. So basically, they're not getting the original list price to find out how how properties are going. And I, I don't I don't trust articles where there's misspelled words though, Chris. So I. Uh... It's, that's, it's a person. A, that's a person. Yeah, it, was a, it was a Reddit uh, oh. thread conversation. Lowercase eyes. Yeah. History spelled wrong. That's cool, Andy. You got to know that. On Reddit, that's cool. But anyways, um, yeah. The, uh, he likes me there. I mean, that feature, I'll tell you what. I mean, what things are listed at, I mean, I, I guess for some people, I guess that's an important thing. I would just kind of want to know how quick it's sold. You know, then you know whether it's priced right or not. But people list houses in, in many different ways. I, I do. I mean, I never do it really the same way. It's ultimately the seller's choice in what we do. But it's kind of like you might you might be going in and saying, you know what, this house is probably worth 310 There's just a, a real go on these things right now. Let's go at 299 kind of create that excitement, like Andy was saying earlier. Get everyone in there, packed in the house, do an open house, or scare them with an open house that it's coming. Get them to write offers, and you'll more than likely, I mean, still today, you'll you'll definitely get more money um, than than the 310 would bring you. So I think it's, uh, I don't know. that I don't really care about that feature. I guess, I guess I don't know why Reddit would take it out, um, unless it's just another... <laughs> My guess is they're trying to my guess is they're trying to help anticipate what to expect when they write an offer. Can we get thirty thousand off nowadays? Are we getting ten thousand off? And so that, that's where the Reddit uh, or Redfin or whatever it is um, was pretty smart by taking it away because all it does is set your clients up to fail. If the market was trending for a while where there was over or under, and all it does is gives the what that individual is willing to pay, which Granted, I mean, now you and I have had that argument before where we say that and then that's the market value is what the will, people are willing to pay. Um, but I, I think that you just have where they don't want their website to be used as a tool against the consumer because then the consumer will stop going there. Yeah, true. Yeah, to, to me, you know, a list price is a list price is so hard to gauge. I mean, and I love how people, when they go look at these houses, I mean, it's it's a gauge. It's not like, a hey, this is definitely what it is. It's what maybe the seller wants or what the agent maybe told them. But it's not automatically, hey, can I get 30000 off this list price? What if it's overpriced by sixty? Yeah. You know? And now you're only getting thirty off. So right. I, people think that way. Hey, that's why you need a realtor. Sorry. Amen, brother. Hey, so this is what I was talking about, how – uh, Redfin has basically started stripping away a lot of different features. And before it used to compete with like MLS. This is what I want to hear your thoughts on. You want to read this? Go ahead, Andy. Uh, Redfin has been gradually stripping away features for years. A decade ago, they had a really cool tool to run your own comps. Better than uh, the paid white label off the shelf stuff most realtors had access to. I disagree. Uh, miles ahead of uh, what came with you. I'm sorry, I'd read different. With you, your MLS subscription. If the free thing is better than the non-free thing, why pay for it? I use a tool myself. When it vanished, uh, then it vanished. 
Then it reappeared down the line, and I was working with a Redfin realtor. They shut down the public access, restricted access to only their own realtors. Remember, yep, when Amazon used to be about saving money, and then once they captured a percentage of the market share, then they started being less and less true, and now it's almost uh, entirely about convenience. Totally true. Yeah. I, I find think- stuff cheaper all the time that's not on Amazon, but... If the agents, if they age their own agents have the own access, I mean that's I mean, that was all about what MLS was. I mean, it's it was one of those systems that they said, hey, let's all share all of our listings. Right. You know? And then it was, hey, let's share them with just we'll share them with the realtors. And then now let's just share them with absolutely everyone. And now they're kind of taking back that, hey, we'll share it with you. We think we got some great technology here, but we ain't giving it all to you. And uh, if you want some more, use our realtors. And what does that mean? That, that that's a way in which to recruit realtors to work for them. Yep. Redfin's a little different. They're they're getting paid uh, per showings, and there's a lot of I don't know the whole thing. I know a couple of Redfin agents though that do pretty well. Um, and uh, well, but Redfin also was using their commission as a negotiating tool for their clients. So they were actually saying, hey, most agents get paid, you know, two point seven percent. We'll take that 2.7%. We'll split it with you. And so the consumer would get half of that commission conceded to them. And that's why they would use, not because those agents were better. They were using them to get the discount. So now a lot of purchase agreements with new construction, home builders and whatever are already modified that say right in there, if any portion of this commission is being shared with the seller, it will be retracted. Well, the buyer, you mean, no. Or the buyer. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, before we get into some social media reacts, we're going to do a little commercial for Chris Rooney, Home Experts, and he's got a new website. So we're going to check it out for a little bit and Whoa. you're going to do your commercial, Chris? We'll see. Fancy. Hey, it's going slow. What's going on? Are you supposed to be talking about it? No. So I want you to, I, you can figure out what I tried to do here, Andy. This is when you were going to cut the commercial. I was going to shut my drapes so you can see my office here. Yeah. No, I wasn't going to do it. I was just going to say that uh, I did get a new website. It's a luxury and lifestyle type website. See? And uh, it's actually pretty darn good. It, this this company that did it was fantastic. So um, we'll, see, we'll see if it, it works. Oh, yeah. boy. Look at that. Even some stuff about you, Andy. Real Estate Radio Hour. Nice. Yeah. We're still going. We're just not on CCO. You should have that, say, 14, 15 years now. No. No, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so, so, anyways, it's kind of a new website. And, uh, oh, that's a good listing, by the way. But uh, 6,000 6, square feet, Andy. See that? Six bedroom, five bath. Chris, get out there on your skidster. Let's get that driveway cleaned. I know. Yeah, we did. That is cleaned, by the way. Is it? Compared to what it was. Yeah. So, all right. Is that, is that a model? What's that? Is that a model? No. Oh. No. Existing house actually built in 2006 in territory. Okay. So, nice. good association. Yeah. Nice. I know.
like it. That is so cool. Yeah. That, that software, I just, I wish I could do that. I'd love to be able to create stuff like that, but I can't. Yeah, I think you still have to have that creative flair, though, too, beyond just wanting to, you know what I mean? Everyone wants to be an artist. Everyone wants to be able to sing. But it's like even if you took a bunch of classes, sometimes those people are just really talented. And it's like I I like to harness into those people that have that organic talent and just say, hey, make something that blows my socks off. You know? Yeah, but you got to have that software to be able to make that come to life. That's what I want. If I can just talk to it, it's just like, okay, make this really cool rooftop. Sure. Then they do it. Yeah. 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 Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I um I actually buy properties here. I'm just a local investor. Oh, okay. So what mm-hmm. if I'm already represented by a realtor? Do you have it currently listed on the market? Yeah. Well, not yet. Wait. Yeah, I mean, if you've already signed the representation with your agent, it would be something you'd have to work out with them. Because um, I can't, honestly, I, you know, by law, I cannot get in the middle of that. And I'm not telling you to cut your realtor out. Yeah. Hey, this is Charlie. We just chatted on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we had just chatted and, you know, you had to act like you were a seller, but you're actually a licensed real estate agent. Well, I just wanted more information. I know. I'm sorry I lied a little bit, but. Well, I record these phone calls on a video recorder and I, I don't really appreciate that. And that's... There you go. Well, as a realtor. You have to stay your realtor. Thank you. Oh, you took him off. We're seeing. What up, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> hey, thanks for thanks for putting that on camera, guys. I appreciate you. Yeah. Andy, what can't we do? We can't not represent that we're a real that we're not a realtor. We have to let people know that we are a realtor. It's, yeah, uh, full disclosure. We have to do that. It's in our. Uh, so, so what she did incorrectly was. She was trying to fish and find out information so she could share it with her office or whoever. See, this guy's stealing all of her business. Well, he's not stealing your business. What he's doing is he's providing a service that's probably uh, what the customer's looking for, right? So then what happens is they prefer to do business with him. Um, they don't have to pay commissions, so they think. And all of a sudden, you're like, you got the agents mad. Well, the thing is, is that not everybody needs a real estate agent. Sometimes investors work. Sometimes, it, I'm, I'm just being honest, it does. On the other hand, I would still pay a real estate agent. I'd say, hey, listen, I found an investor. I'd still like to pay you a percentage to review all the documents, help me with the file, make sure that we negotiate the best deal. I'll pay you 3% to do that instead of six, right? Most people are like, no problem. I'll do that in a second. Most real estate agents would love to do that transaction. Yeah. Just, just, you know, because I think that, Chris, I think we're going to see more and more and more of that over our careers here, you know, um, yeah, which really, is, I think you're gonna see, which is, you know, which is totally fine. I, I wonder if he could he even record her if she doesn't know it on the phone too. That's another. depends on what. Depends on what. What state you are in? Okay, yeah. So it's uh, but probably depends on what state you're in for the realtors too. But we cannot. Uh, we have to disclose that we're a realtor. We can't hide that fact from people. Yeah, I was just wondering if this has happened to you guys in the past, like shady real estate agents doing uh, weird stuff like this to try to get to an advantage. Of 
course. I, I, I do. I get it all the time with new construction. They'll call and say, I'm interested in one, two, three, four Main Street. I'd like more information. And first question I ask is, are, are you working with a real estate agent? And they'll say, no. And I'm like, but then they don't say, and I say, are you a real estate agent? Well, yeah. I'm like, you need to disclose that. Hi, this is Andy with Remax. I have a quick question on your listing. That's how you start the process. You don't, you don't just decide to add it in when somebody peppers you with questions. Oh. You know, jerks. I get that all the time, though, and I don't know why they do it. I think they're thinking they can get a better deal or a better angle or maybe that, you know, I offer some magic, you know, deal that they don't get to hear about if they're an agent versus not. But well, I think the sad part is, is that a lot of them just don't even know. I mean, that's, yeah. the industry is the industry needs help. I'll tell you that. Well, they, they still let you in with, you know, what, a 40 hour class and passing a test or two. And also you can be a real estate license or agent. And, and the sad thing is, is this, the, the, the industry that we're in protects all not, you know, and so it doesn't allow us to say, oh, they consider like they, they project to the consumer that all real estate agents or realtors, whatever you want to call them, um, are, are the same. They're not, they are not. It's just like doctors. You go in, are you going to go to Mayo Clinic where that doctor does that same surgery every day on that specialty surgery? Every day, all day long, they have so much experience with it that you're going to get the best possible outcome of that surgery. Or you want to go to a, a local practitioner that has talked about it, read about it, and they can do it, but they're not an expert in it, right? So it's like they could probably get you through the process, but it's not always the same result. Internet leads, internet leads and online signatures are the thing that has created uh, realtors not knowing what the heck they're doing. It's it's super simple now. I mean, you just pay, you pay a Zillow or whoever, and they'll give you leads. You just work them, try to get them out there to show them, show them the house, get people to sign stuff online. You don't have to know what you're doing. I mean, it, it's just a sad, sad reality. And I'll tell you, <laughs> I guarantee you, you could go and I, I don't know. I'm not now forget. It. I'm not even gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. I'm in a joyous mood. I was I was writing this down because I like attacking yeah. people. I yeah. uh I totally you do. But I don't know I just, what that is. That must be genetic where you just love to Yeah, but teach their own. Use use yeah. uh use who you want. So yeah. I, I this next one I think it's a good idea for you guys uh to do. So I want to hear if oh, you want to do it soon. Oh, is this from Claudia again? <laughs> Great, let's go. What 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 is she doing? Or what she, are we supposed to be doing? She's, she's like a superhero. She's a what? She's like a superhero. You need a realtor and you do some cool poses like that. Well, she definitely has her outfits. My goodness. <laughs> I think it was one outfit. I, I think, think she was... I'd even fit in those pants. <laughs> we should start wearing gold foil pants around Chris. It's a new, if you're, if you've sold over a thousand houses, you get to wear the gold foil pants. At one like point, the, jacket and the, the yellow jacket and the masters. At one point I was going to do like a, a red blazer where like a, Suko, it was gonna be all red and it was gonna 
I'm in. All right, I was gonna I show you. Yeah, great marketing. Here are four government incentives to save you money on your first home purchase. Number one, the home buyer's plan. You can withdraw up to $35,000 tax-free from your RRSP in order to purchase your first home. You'll have 15 years to pay yourself back starting two years after you purchase. Number two, land transfer tax rebates. The amount of land transfer tax and even what it's called varies from province to province. For example, in BC and PEI, first-time buyers could qualify for a full refund. In Ontario, you could get up to $4,000 rebate and in Toronto, $8,475. Number three is the first time home buyer's incentive. The government will contribute 5% towards the purchase of an existing or new home as shared equity. You repay them in 25 years or when it's resold based on the fair market value. Number four is called the home buyer's amount. You may be eligible to receive a tax credit of up to $750 for a qualifying house purchase. This number. In Canada. Oh, Canada. Yeah, my, my bad. I just, uh, I, well, I just no, said in, first time. In Canada. I mean, 750 bucks is nothing, but there is a number of programs here in the U.S. as well that uh, that can help you. Um, you know, and what I think she was saying at the beginning was more or less on a retirement program that you can borrow yep. from that. You can certainly do that here as well. Yep. Um, there is there is many um, income related um, help that you can get as well. Uh from the United States. So there, there is quite a few programs that, that we have here. I don't know. Those didn't look that exciting. How about that shared equity? Well, no, the 5% equity share is an interesting one because in Canada, they don't have FHA. So they don't have their three and a half percent down programs. They want you to prove you can put 20% down because prices in Canada were skyrocketing to the point of where a normal person's house was 1.4 million and people weren't making that kind of money. So they had to make a killing on equity on one house to go to the next house. So these banks were like, if we're going to lend against these houses, we want 20% down. This was a few years ago, probably 2012, 2014. Actually, this is where Remax pays its dividends to us because I was sitting at the Remax International Conference talking to a couple of salespeople from Canada. And that's exactly, our market's on fire. They also get paid commissions totally different, which is in another topic. But um, when it came right down to it, a 5% equity share, you still have to put 15% down. But now that's like their down payment assistance programs, giving you 5% equity that you have to pay back. Yeah. So I wonder if that equity just goes through the whole thing, like the, the government maintains 5% ownership. They do. That's okay. what it sounded like. That's interesting because uh, if you have like upgrades and well, so let's just say I bought a house that wasn't that great and uh, I took the money and, and fixed it up and raise the value of a hundred thousand. I mean, I'm basically giving the government an extra 5,000 for getting me in there. I think that the trick there would be to refinance before you do the improvements. Yeah. Yeah. That, that Canadian market's even more crazy now. Like they talk about um, for the younger people, getting a starter home is like nearly impossible near any of those major cities. Yeah. Yeah. It's you been that want... way Nick, for a while. You, you millennial can't Canadians going to power about that too, or what? Oh yeah. They do a lot on, on Reddit. Yeah. Well, they're talking about, cause you know, a lot of um, uh, immigrants and foreigners buy property in Canada, like Vancouver, it's all like Chinese owned and it just jacks up all the, all the prices and they're trying to get Trudeau to, to, to do something cause the Canadians can't afford living, but. Yeah. All right, let's get into. <laughs> they should go to. And their healthcare isn't good either. 
<laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, these these kids want a guaranteed sale program too, Andy. Yeah. What if it doesn't sell? <laughs> I'm, Andy. I'm sorry. I, I really do like three Canadians, and um, they're all very nice. One of them was my fishing guide a couple years ago. He was very nice. All he wanted to talk about was President Obama. The whole time we're fishing, and I'm like, I don't know the guy. I, I just know he was our president, and this guy kept having all these questions. I'm like, again, I don't know the guy, Steve. They're just fascinated with our, our, our whole system here. God, they should be. is obsessed with America's politics and with our whatever because it's just so different right i wonder what they think now about the whole everything going on I'm probably glad they have their troubles <laughs> oh anyway. hey chris before we go into our little role-playing segment how about we get uh andy to do his commercial off the top of the head do you want to give him a, a prompt at the start on the fly yeah oh boy andy i i have a a home that I want to be able to sell and I want to, but I have one in mind that I want to buy right now. I just don't have the money to do it. What can I do? You don't have the money to do what? I don't have the money to purchase a new house, but I do have this house. I could, I, I have a sell, but I got to buy this other one because my friend is going to 100% give it to me for a great deal, but I got to close it a month and I can't get my house sold that quick unless you can do it. Well, what we can do is why don't we go into place, take a look at the other property, make sure we're getting the purchase correct, making sure the property is what you think it is. Let me take a two-second look at that house for you just to ensure that that is worth all the effort we're going to put into getting your house sold. Um, once we get your house sold, I'll make a 30-point action plan that will get that house sold in today's market based on the best responses from the best marketing tools available to you as a consumer. I can make it pretty easy and pretty smooth, uh, but I just want to make sure to look at the new buy first. Um, let's take a look at that and then let's get your house listed. That's Andy Prasky. Are we role playing or what are we doing here? I don't know. It was fun. No, you're, you're doing a commercial. That's a commercial? Yes. Oh, well, there so you, you go. No, you have to, you have to finish it and say, and I'm Andy Prasky, leader of the preferred home team. It's not just a name. It's a legend. It, uh, it's the, just kidding. No, give me a call. I, I would really, I, I, what I would say is this. Actually, right now, if you're, if you're thinking about selling your house, don't hesitate. You haven't missed the market. There's still wonderful opportunities to sell. And there's pockets where we can find opportunities to buy. So what a lot of people are doing is they're positioning themselves to be able to be a buyer first, um, using the equity in their existing house. And then they're going out and actually making the purchase first. A lot of times if we can stretch the purchase forward two months, we can get your house up for sale and sold before we have to actually have two mortgage payments or have to, uh, you know, trigger any kind of a uh, specialty loan to get us into that house. So that being the case, a lot of experience doing that. I've helped probably 50 customers in the last two years doing that, getting, you know, the buy before the sell. Um, it's a very, very, um, makes it easy, right? So then it takes all the stress out of the market. Give us a call if you want to try it. AP. AP. So I signed my emails too. I just say AP. The original Andy Prasky, not Adrian Peterson. Oh boy, here we go. This uh -oh. is the role-playing thing, Andy. Who? Which one do you I want? I want you to dance on your feet. I can dance. All right. No problem. All right. You're a great dancer. Oh, you, right. you, want, you want me to start? You are listing a home that needs a lot of work. Stains on the carpet. Dirty. Need uh, Needs a new microwave. Siding needs uh, paint. And the sellers are reluctant to do it. 
how do you help them get the most money in return? Okay, so I'm going to be doing that. So obviously there there is some deferred maintenance that you have in your home um, that is going to affect your sale price. And so we could do one of two things. Ultimately, you're the one that makes the decisions. So I'll give you that information so you can make the decisions. But if we were to be able to um, replace that carpet, you know, get a really good cleaning in here, making sure the microwave's got to work. I mean, an appliance, they can't come in and it's not working. And then uh, touching up that paint on the siding. If we do that, you know, you probably got about, you know, 10 grand worth of uh, repairs, but you're probably going to increase your value probably close to forty to $50,000. Is that something that you'd be interested in talking about? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. So, you know, a lot of people, what I've found is a lot of people um, don't like to do repairs because they don't have the money really to do them. Is that the case here or? Yes. I gave all my money to a foreign woman named Claudia and we fell in love on the internet and I gave her all my money. And so I'm pretty much broke. But right. I'm gonna try to move there and find her. I understand. So, she sounds like a nice, nice girl, and I think that's a good, good decision on your part. Yeah. But uh, I'll tell you what I can do because I am your your agent. Is that uh, what if I was to be able to loan you this money so you'd be able to make those repairs and turn around and 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 get a better deal? Would that be something that would work for you? But I just don't want you to charge me too much, Chris. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. As part of you know being my client and working with me and. You know, that since we're going to list this one and, and sell you another one, that there is no charge. There's no fee to that. Um, we just borrow you the money. You get the work done and uh, we get it sold. You're happy. You tell other people about me and everyone's happy. And Claudia is really happy because you're going to make extra money to be able to send her more money. Claudia has a mink fur fetish and oh. she has lots of fur coats she likes to wear. So I heard I heard they in Poland, fur is is a good buy. So you're gonna that thirty thousand you got is gonna be really well. I, I couldn't take that any farther. I don't know enough about Claudia to make fun with her, not of her. <laughs> That's all right. That's no, all right. I think that sounds like a great program, Chris. I would be very intrigued with that as a, as a a seller. That not only are you gonna help you know make the transaction happen, but you're gonna put a little grease on the deal and help the thing keep moving, which I like. Yeah. Well, I'm here to, but I'll tell you what, and it is big because most most of the time, clients don't want to do work. They say they don't want to do work because they don't want to waste the time, whatever, but it's usually because they don't have the money in which to be able to do it, the available funds to be able to do it. And they don't think it's going to make money. Now, if me as a realtor can come in there and say, hey, based on these things, if you do them, I mean, you're going to be able to make more and I'm willing to borrow money towards that then you're probably thinking it's probably a pretty good deal as well in which to do. Sure, sure. So. Yeah, there's even a few uh, companies now, Chris, I'm sure you've heard of them that are out there that actually will, they're, they're contracting firms that will come in and they'll perform the work like Chris just recommended. Yeah. They yeah. finance the entire project for you and then you, you pay them back at closing. And yeah. I was shocked, Chris, I don't know if you, you've looked into these, how reasonable it is. It's not... These people are not, um, I think where they're making their money is on the profit on the the work. They're not trying to make the money on the interest. Um, Andy, I did one of those and I actually did a bid from them. Yeah. It was uh, three times the amount. Oh, okay. It was crazy. I mean, it was we had like one of our team. 15,000 uh, to 50,000 50, is what it was. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, yeah. See, we just we had somebody come in and they had some cabinet work they had to have done and some trim finishing, flooring, and they spent about forty thousand. But they got about sixty thousand more for the house, and it sold when they were done. Yeah. So not everybody, you know, I mean, um, has yeah. an agent that'll do what you'll do. That's very nice of you. Well, we're just trying to make you some money so you can buy those fur coats for Claudia. Hey, <laughs> uh, sold, and I'm moving right now. <laughs> do you like the mink coats? What? Do you like the mink coke coat? The fur coats? Mm -hmm. That's what they do say. He needs to make a lot of money to pay for those. <laughs> hey, at least we have a listener here, Andy. This is nice. At I didn't know that was a real one. <laughs> I am so excited right now for Nick. I, I'm just proud of my he's, he's my son now, too. He's your son now, too. <laughs> hey, we're just friends. That's okay. That's for you, Andy. What'd you say? I just was gonna say I, I envision Claudia being older in my head. Like an old, old Slavic woman, a babushka, they call him. No, I didn't say old and gross. I just said older. <laughs> All right, let's do the next. Oh God! Where, this is, this what are we talking crazy. about, Andy? Your buyer has been looking for a new home for two months. Has yep. lost out on two other homes and multiple offers. They love this one. They want to, have, but they want to have an inspection. You know, a contingency will most likely kill the deal. What do you do? Um, I would schedule an inspector for you guys to come out during our second showing. And do a quick, what they call briefing on the house. And if you feel comfortable with the briefing, where they go through and they're looking at it from a, you know, they're getting their hands on things or looking at it. They're not necessarily doing the complete inspection, but in a half hour, they can get all of it looked at pretty closely to give you enough information to at least know if there's any red tape that we have to cut or go through. Otherwise, uh, you know, you might feel better about making an offer. If you want a complete inspection, you're probably in this situation, sounds like we may be in multiple offers. Um, you, unless you're going to pay a lot more for the house and make it non-contingent upon the inspection, which is a choice, but then why would you make it inspe upon inspection? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just going to say, do you think I should pay five hundred thousand dollars for a house that I could get a thirty-minute ins inspection on? Should Should you pay what? I mean, on my second showing, let's just say they're only um, giving us a half hour to which to show these houses. Can an inspector, what can he get through in that 30 minutes to be able to make well, me most feel? Most will look at the major stuff. They're going to look at, they're going to stick their head up in the uh, attic if they can, if it's available. They'll a lot of times look at the utilities, um, you know, and then what, what's nice about appliances and utilities, buy a home warranty if you're about any of those items to cover that. But I mean, the major structural foundation, um, does it need a new roof, new siding, new windows? Um, that can be done a lot of times by the agent, but What's funny is that agents, even with agents with experience, a lot of times it's better to bring along that that home inspector that has a different set of eagle eyes that will, you know, look a little more intently and and know if something's a problem or not versus just it doesn't look pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, sometimes we'll get, uh, you know, pushback when it comes to that pre-inspection because they don't even know if they have the deal yet. But there's give and take. If you want to try to get the house, you you can't have contingencies. You just can't. Um, it's against you. And I'll tell you, many times I've tried to talk the seller into, you know what? It's in your best interest to have an inspection. So there's no problems later on. And so we don't have to worry about them or getting cold feet prior to closing. Now, 
these people come in, they're completely, you know, we're not going to go after anything small. Let's just say throw a dollar amount out there. If it's under under $5,000 for a repair, we're, we're not going to say anything. Yep. So, uh, and, and we'll have it ready on Monday. The inspector will be here on Monday in which to be able to do it. Most most people, Chris, by the way, that I've dealt with that are sellers, where we've seen contingencies like that, where they say, we're doing a home inspection. So that clears both of our uh, curiosities. Because you as a seller, then, we feel like we fully disclosed. Um, we'll sign an as-is after we do the inspection. And we won't bug you if it's if it's under or over five or under 5,000. Right. And most sellers are like, yeah, that's fair. Because, I mean, all they're looking, they don't want to get nitpicked out of two, three, four, five grand. But on the other hand, if it's a $12,000 problem, I mean, I think even a seller would look back and say, okay, we get it. And that's a disclosable thing. And a lot of times what I tell people is that, you know, there's a lot of these issues that you might think there is. People have to disclose them. If they don't, you have the right in which to be able to go back after them. But it's not like if they don't, if they tell you there's not a, there's a leak in the basement. I mean, that's what your inspector is going to try to find. And if they don't right. tell you about that, the neighbor does. I mean, you can go after them. So right. obviously go after them after the fact. And it's a, a pain in the butt in which to do. But you can certainly do that. So Beautiful. All right, let's make over some houses. So I'm going to go on the Zillow. And we're going to pick like four or five houses. And you guys are going to quickly say, okay, hey, how are we going to really make uh, over this house? It's going to be a Andy, rapid fire. Andy, I have to tell you one thing quick. Remember... Last week when he was picking those weird houses out of the blue and then we'd have to guess the price. Yes. I ended up talking to the person that the one I did on at a lake event in Prior Lake. I couldn't no believe way. it. Yeah. It was the craziest thing. I'm like, how random is that? I said, where's your house? I said, yeah, it's just going on in Summit Oaks. I'm like, is it 950? And they're like, yeah. They're like, no way. I said, this is, a, I totally went over that house. So, so you uh, you burn another uh, opportunity, huh? Exactly, eight ninety five. Forget you. Yeah, I wouldn't offer a penny over six fifty. Um, <laughs> All right, let's do some makeovers. Okay, we like doing that. We like making fun of people. Fun with people. Fun with people. Oh boy! Oh, boy. Here we go. Uh oh, do something crazy. Oh, oh. new new construction. Oh, uh, that seems reasonable. Let's, uh, that's you can't do that. That's too easy. Oh, another oh, one. Boy. Mill. Crimson Court Walkout yeah. Rambler. Let's make In this maybe a, a two million dollar home. All right, give me some oh. pictures. Ninety one. If I'm if I'm listing this house in the winter, I got to have some winter photos to start it off with. Looks well, like it feels to me it's been on the market a long time. This? Are we gonna go back and forth on this, or do you want to? Yeah, go yeah, you guys work together. Okay. First of all, I'd say you have $100,000 house garage doors on that house. I mean, those are the cheapest garage doors you can buy. Um, that needs to be upgraded immediately. Andy, that yeah. would change that whole look immensely. Good. Oh, my good, God, yes. Good choice. Thank you. Um, I'd put winter Ooh, pictures. under garage. That's, That's cool. Nice. Yeah. I don't like that little uh, stain at the bottom of the piers, but. Yeah. No deck off that little door. If it's over a million dollar house, you got to have the decks. On. I mean, yep, do. there's two deck ledgers there that are missing a deck. Okay. Okay, it's oak. So that house has been around for a well, little while. What do you? Is it oak or is it is it maple? Looks like it's, it might be maple, Chris. Yeah, you're right. Maybe. 
think it's maple. They got the hemlock doors where they do that cheap, I call it the poor man's maple doors. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. It's contemporary. It looks nice. I mean. Yeah, they opened it up. Staging is, you know. Okay. Let me ask you a quick question. When he flips back around, so they got the Sub-Zero fridge, a lot of that cool stuff. I think the darker granite uh, dates it. I think the built-ins also date it. I I've dealt with this in my own house because I wanted to pull my own built-ins out um, just because it just, it screams 90s, you know, early 2000s. And, and nobody does them now. I mean, it is, there's like zero, little to zero cabinetry put. We'll put like bookshelves next to a fireplace now, but we never do the whole, like, this is about a TV area. Yeah. I think, Andy, what I think on this house is that there's probably just too much to maybe update in the, in the inside, but it's clean. It's a, it's, it's really turnkey that maybe if you just do something like you said with that garage door, it's got a beautiful curb appeal. Um, and the fact that it's a walkout rambler on acreage um, in a good Lakeville location, you're going to be, I well, think you're going to be a lot better off. You made a good point though. Nick said, make it a $2 million house. So I would, I completely do a new kitchen. I do new kitchen, new built-ins. I'd redo that whole main area there. If you were selling, you'd take that chance to do that? No, he, he said, make it a $2 million house. Go. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't hear that. New kitchen, new decks. I'd have all that on there. There you go. Yep, no problem. I agree. And I think you got to enamel every piece of that woodwork as well. Get it white, get it clean. Yep. Yep. Did all right. Claudia get involved and you're sleeping over there? What's <laughs> happening over there, Nick? Uh, all right, we'll go. Uh, Claudia, we'll leave, Nick alone. She's, leave Nick alone. She's waiting for Amazon Prime to deliver her mink. Yeah. That's way, trust me. <laughs> Okay, yeah, Amazon Prime over there, Nick. Yeah, you can get over here. Okay. All right, so now let's turn one of these homes about uh, let's add okay. 200 to uh, 300 thousand uh, dollars to make it better. So, Andy will go up in uh, your area about Brooklyn Center. It's a good spot for him. That's, hold on, hold on, that's a little too. Let's get it a little bigger or bedroom. Oh, can't do that one either. Why not? We can do anything, man. This one. There you go. What a wonderful opportunity to introduce yourself to the Brooklyn Park community. Beautiful property here. So what I would do is if now, what am I changing this into or uh, Nick? So go from 320 to 500 plus at least. Yeah. Oh, 500 plus. You need to add some stone on the front of this house. We need to take the shutters down. I'd redo the whole facade on the front. I'd get down the iron railings. I would put something else up there. Um, I'd get a new garage door. I would do the new front door. I can't even see it. And I know we need to do a new front door in the house. Um, to, uh, to 500. Yeah. I'd probably re look at that kit. This is, Paint, it looks like it's painted cabinets um, with, with new granite. And they overhung it a little bit on the side so they could put a garbage can there or something. Um, I know what you do, Andy. You pick it up with a trailer and move it to a different spot because I don't think that neighborhood's going to get you 500. Well, it's a game, Chris. So thanks for playing along. Um, <laughs> Just say it. This isn't realistic. Monopoly's not real. Hey, I'm not going to play. This ain't no game. 
Hey, you know, the idea there is that if somebody did say, hey, I want this to be a half million dollars, not that it would make money or not. Um, I think there's some simple things that are in these houses that are, you know, obviously when you get into an existing home like this, people are going to be looking at the windows, the the mechanical systems, they're going to be looking at the landscaping outside, you know, is there usable space? How do you access the yard? Um, obviously, it looked like they got all new carpet in there. I'm just, I got to be honest with you, I struggle when you go from that 300 and over 500, um, oak kind of, I would repaint that room. Oak needs to kind of go away. You know, don't you yeah. agree? I, 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 unless you go with like quarter sawn oak, which is fantastic or wider plank oak, which I've seen right now, which is really nice. But I tell you, man, I, that old Princeton trim and, you know, flat panel cabinets and, you know, I don't know. I know it's, it's done its job. It's time to retire it and put it, you know, put something new in there. Next. It's amazing how you could retrim a room so reasonable and add that new look of a newer house into it with thousands of dollars, you know, not, not, you know, tens of thousands. And you just got to give them something that they're not getting at their price point, you know, add in, give them something. If you're at 320, give them something that the $500,000 houses have. And that'll just excite the heck out of them that they can yeah. maybe create something more. And now all of a sudden you're getting 350. But I don't right. think that house you're not ever getting. I don't care what you do. You're not getting 500 grand for it. Yeah, no, I know. I know. But that was the game. I know. But I'd like to. Hey, Nick, I have a good uh, one here. Okay, here we, we go. Nick, this... we need to make sure that our games are realistic for Chris or he won't play. <laughs> <Yeah>. This. <laughs> This one is in a good area, and we're going to take it and try to get it over a million. So yeah, get it over a million. Thousand. Yeah. Okay, I'll show you right here. Where's my moving trailer again? Oh, Ugh. it's on the lake, huh? It's. Let me see if some more pictures so I can kind of look at this thing. Did you – you didn't just suggest a match, did you? Uh, I know a guy. Um <laughs> Okay, just keep give me more pictures. I need more. Uh, we suggest insurance fraud. Um, okay, it's on a light. Oh, look at this. Yeah, this might yeah. be there might be some intrigue here. Keep going. Uh, keep going. Keep going. I, I oh, maybe clean it. That's a cool room. Wow, there's some possibilities here. Yeah. To say that's it. Cool. I mean, when you're on water like that, I think you got to create something more um mid-century modern, kind of white cottagey. Um, all white with some accents to it, maybe some gray. Um, keep these keep these fireplaces and stuff, but I think it just really needs to kind of be um, more mid-century modern, more sleek. Um, gosh, I mean, I have a question. So yeah. you have time to make a fire, but you don't shovel your driveway, and you have garbage growing on the side of your house. But that's opportunity. Yeah. Well, do you see the kitchen counters? Show those kitchen counters, Nick. Yeah, and I see the rotten window there through the side of the garage. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, that looks like a foreclosure. Nice stove, but man. I, I love the cleaning supplies over the sink, though. You never put those underneath. But I think you can, I mean, that's a nice range. I mean, they've got some potential. I think it's opening up, making that kitchen kind of flow with the rest of the house. I mean, if we're going to get it up to a million, we're going to spend probably three hundred grand. Um, in my, which to be able my, to do uh, that. My only thing, my only, 
my only criticism is um, that I'd want to make sure that that pond or pool or lake or whatever it's on isn't like a freeway off ramp pond. And it's because I saw those mega like three tier power lines out there on the second picture you showed us, Nick. Um, see that right there, the up to the upper left. Those are the high line wires. The train tracks there too. So that's train tracks right there, Chris. So you're looking at trains and power lines, the Lucy line. Lucy line. I don't, is that? Uh, Lucy. Gleason Lake. Oh, that's a nice, actually nice uh, area. Though. Yeah. Sneak in a little more. Can you make it satellite, Nick? I got to see this. I don't yeah. know. It's a little. Yeah, see, look at how look at how uh, low that is. So they, it's that water. I mean, especially now is low and a lot of weeds. You can. It's really interesting sometimes on these aerials, where they'll show you, you you just switch the angle a little, and you'll find out like things like this. I'm I'm looking at a property and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be great. And then I switch the angle on the aerial, and then it shows all the weeds that were there. And so they, the aerials hit it at different times. Like one would have been in the spring and one wouldn't have been in the late summer. And you yeah. see the difference. It's very interesting to say it. I agree. I think the tools now that are available to the consumer, like in the beginning of the show, they were complaining about the data being missing now. and But they a lot of the photos are there. And there was, I had a website that a, a, my IT guy was helping me with that would go back and you actually, it timestamps um, websites. And so you can go back to a certain date and it'll show the pictures that were on that site. So you can see like old listing photos. You can see like stuff that's disappeared actually reappears. Um, it was called like time machine or something like that. Mm. Those way of you back. What's that? There's like way back machine where you can go to old yeah. websites yeah. and anything. Yeah, it goes yeah. back and screen that's websites. I mean, I even, it was funny. The reason why I know that uh, for, for one of the birds in uh, Dayton, um, I listed their house and they were like, oh, that's a floor plan they don't have anymore, whatever. I went way into the Wayback Machine and I actually found the website, found the actual model home that they bought, downloaded the blueprint. No joke. It was really cool. So I donated 20 bucks to there. They ask you for a donation. So I donated 20 bucks. No, it's a good website. Really cool. They save everything. Huh. Well, it's really awesome. good if you ever get into trouble. Like if there's something that you said on your website, it was only... Yeah. Uh, next time I'll make those rules a little more clear on the makeover because I think we can have a lot of fun with that game. But uh, everyone, give us a review on the iTunes and Spotify. Uh, our link tree now has all our links for websites, where we stream. Give us a thumbs up. Send in any questions you have, and we'll see you next week. Hopefully I have another guest isn't on it, isn't, isn't this where Claudia says buy houses from Andy and Chris? <laughs> we can get that commercial going for next week. All right, guys. Have a good one. See ya. See ya. Thanks for joining us this week on the Real Estate Radio Hour. Don't forget to visit our website, realestateradiohour.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast listening app. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or sharing us with a friend. Until next time, stay awesome, Twin Cities.